You are listening to the Mental Health Monday podcast. No sniffles, get those. Get it ready, get edited. We're recording, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God. I'm fucking parched over here. So Ben just fell out of his chair about 40 seconds ago, and that was pretty hilarious. And I'd made no effort to do anything but laugh at him as he almost crashed into the computer. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know me. I'm just loyal. That's why this is Mental Health Monday and not Physical Health Monday. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about our physical health. <laughs> I have a bruise on my knee the size of um, probably the size of this uh, Monster Top Cam. 16 ounce. It's, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Got that from Saturday. Don't know how. Don't remember falling. Don't remember hitting it. You yeah. know, it's just one of those things where you wake up with it and you're like, just oh. Just a phantom bruise. Just yeah. a phantom bruise. And I'm like, I dig it. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm finally back. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that and uh, the exhausting life that I've lived this month, which is why you haven't had an updated episode and things got delayed. Uh, kind of give you a little backstory if you listen to Lindsay's episode or if you're just listening to this one-off. Um, at the end of the last episode, I go off on a small tangent about feeling overwhelmed and a lot happening at one time. And due to that and other circumstances, we took a small break, uh, wasn't ready to come back, didn't want to prioritize the podcast, didn't want to talk, kind of just shut down more or less. And so it took me a minute, but... Um, Ben and I know all of you listening are extremely patient understanding what that matters. So we're back and now we resume with uh, Karsten doesn't shut the fuck up part two. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel confident. I, I'm wearing I'm wearing colors again. I'm getting out. I've been actually I've been going out too much, if that makes sense, because I had my took my days off consecutively this week, like as close together as I possibly could. And then last week I took a four day week work week, so yeah. three day weekend four work week. But I did f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. No, maybe I did. I think I did Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, and then I did partial on Sunday, worked Monday, and then took yesterday and today off. So I've been, that's, I think that's really what got me back to what I needed to be is just taking time off away from work and just resetting and re, um, resetting and re evaluating things, refocusing priorities, just not working and caring about work so much. And, uh, it, it was definitely very helpful. I did go into work at 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning to 8 a.m., but I'll talk about that later. It was a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing. Anyway. Uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I feel that. You relate to that? <clears throat> yeah, this morning... Um, so, generally, I shower at night. Mm-hmm. So that I don't have to shower in the morning. Fucking moron! I don't. Yeah. I, can't, I don't understand you night showers, but 
Amy said it best. She goes, well, of course I shower at night. Like, why would I shower in the morning? What activities are you doing at night that need you? When you wake up, you have to feel like you need to shower. And I'm like, I don't know, just sleep. Like, I just want to feel clean for my day. I feel that, and yeah. So, and, but I was like, she made a valid point. Like, I'm not doing anything when I'm sleeping. Like, how much? I'm not running in my sleep. So Yeah. Um, and then this, so I didn't shower last night. And I got up this morning, like probably 20 minutes before I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. So I didn't shower this morning either. <laughs> so I haven't showered since, let's see, it's Wednesday. Uh, so Monday night. I mean, that's a weird fact to drop on the podcast, but I'll take it. I, I mean, mean, like, I don't, like... You don't smell. I don't like, smell. It's, it's not like, like a hygiene thing. It's not like you do no. this on a daily, weekly basis, like, heaven forbid. No, and It's yeah. not like you're wearing a hoodie out when it's 90% humidity and raining, so it's fine. Yeah. I I, I do generally shower daily, just to let the listeners know. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> Occasionally you let it slip <laughs> slip through the cracks. I'm, sometimes I over-shower. Like, I, I feel like I'm one of those guys who I take longer showers for a guy than normal. Like, my showers average about 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then, sometimes that is, that's it for me, yeah. Okay, I just, and then, like, sometimes, like, my mom or, like, my sisters, they'll take, like, seven-minute showers, and I'm like, how? Like, what, yeah. do, you, do you have enough time to do all that? Like, I, uh, normally what I do is, uh, I turn, I start the shower, and then I'll stand outside the shower for, like, ten minutes on my phone playing mm-hmm. solitaire or something stupid because I'll get sidetracked. And I don't I'm do like, that. I oh, like I have it. to shower. I turn that water on, and I'm in within five minutes of that water being turned on. I, and, but getting out is a different story. Like, I get out, and, like, it's a whole... Sometimes I feel like drying myself, I, and I'm not... I don't understand that. Like, this is a great content. Welcome right. back to just showering with Carson and Ben. I apparently, <laughs> according to my wife, dry off too violently... Such a thing? Like, I I just dry myself off. Like, I don't think it's any vigorously, <laughs> any more vigorous than anyone else. You have the blow I don't dryer. just stand there. I just like... mount it on the wall duct tape <laughs> while you're drying, and you're just like, uh, what's that one with the uh, shimmying, uh, where they do the back? Ah, it's a cartoon. I can't think of it, but it doesn't matter. But, yeah, just, I, don't, I, I don't... I, I, I like I dab myself with my towel. Like I don't like rub the wetness off me. I kind of wrap it and I just dab and then just like move it either. No, I kind of I I'm really hairy, so I kind of have to like just put shave some... then. No, it's so much faster. It's so much faster when you yeah, shave. But think about your beard and your thing. hair. Like that... that's just one more thing I gotta do. Put it, like as part of my routine. I Plus, guess I'm man. pretty sure if I shaved my beard. I would look like I was 19. So. I do it like at least. I probably shave. What do you? What would you say? Like four times a year, probably. Like once yeah. every three months, I think. I uh, I haven't fully shaved my face since. For a I think while. the last time I fully shaved was, I think I was like 19, 18, 19 maybe. That's different. And it was between a mistake. You and me. I just I go like if I do it, I go all out, just baby face or full beard. Like I one. can't do it. I. I got baby face and... Embrace it. Get ID'd once in a while, Ben. I mean, you know you're not getting ID'd out here looking 42. I I got ID'd at Riverbend, but everybody gets ID'd at Riverbend. Yeah. Um, But I did get... I went to 
there are a couple different occasions. Well, I went to Jungle Gyms yesterday, and I don't know if it was the act of me like pulling my ID out that they didn't ask for my ID. Yeah. But uh, and then at UDF because I I so I joined. I'll talk about it like a little more later. But I joined a softball league with people from work. And okay, it's kind then. of like a it's kind of like a beer league. Like you can you know we, we'll have beers while we're playing whatever. And so I stopped at UDF and I got a couple Miller Lights and I did not get ID'd. Yeah. Do you prefer getting ID'd or not ID'd? Um. I mean, I I like not having to do that extra step, but it kind of feels nice to get ID'd. It's the second time you said that's one more thing. I just feel like you're a lazy motherfucker sometimes. I am. That's true. We spoke about it. that. Your work ethic is not up to par with me. <laughs> I just I you need to embrace the grind culture, Ben. I grind at things that I care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Harry Potter marathons, like. No, I mean video gaming. Just like you had a thousand hours in Elder Rings yet. I mean, I'm not like lazy at the gym. Yeah, I'm, I do. No, okay. I don't have a thousand hours in Elden Ring. I have like eighty hours in Elden Ring. Okay, so you're what you're Which saying is, is pretty fair. I mean, I think I got the game a couple months ago. Okay, then and you I do work I don't full even play. Time. Yeah, I don't even play every day. I've played more the past week or two than I have like in a while. Mm-hmm. Every couple of days or something. So basically, from what I've heard, the only thing that you put a hundred percent in the is, game is already, and I'm on gym. my second playthrough. <laughs> I want to get another switch. Well, by another switch, I want to get a switch. I, I want to get. I want to get the like TV. We have the light, the mm-hmm. just the handheld one. I, I don't and I like want it. to get. I wouldn't recommend. Like it's fun, but it's it depends not, like what you're getting it for. Like if you're just Pokemon. if you're just gonna play like Pokemon and Animal Crossing, get yeah. the light. But if you want to play like Zelda, uh, Smash Bros, and like s- stuff like that, I would recommend getting just the like TV version. But they're I'll, just so hard to find. I want to go get find a Game Boy Advance too and start going yeah. back to the other Pokemon and like the Pokemon originals and just playing through all those. I just want to. That's what I want to do this summer. Not summer. Maybe Why? I'll just get a Game Boy. I feel like that would make me be productive and take yeah. my time in like a. a in a manner that's not like just drinking every night or something like One that. One of the, uh, we went and picked up some stuff from my mother in law's that we still hadn't moved over. And one of them was my, uh, was Katrina's Game Boy Color. The original Game Boy Color? Yeah. Dude, you know, they're like really inexpensive when you find, like, it, comparatively, yeah. they're like 65, obviously, 45 bucks. Obviously, if it's like sealed, it's going to be like a couple yeah. hundred bucks at least. But. but even like the used, 45, 65 bucks. And I was like, I think that's crazy. And yeah, as long as can, it functions, you just put batteries in or it. Or you find like somebody on Facebook that like their kid moved out and they don't know how much it's worth. So they'll, you know, sell Is it, it for weird like 10 to you bucks. that like batteries still exist? Like things still take like double A, triple A, yeah. like C, D batteries. Like it, it's that, that concept's so weird to me because yeah. it, you think about like that's what we, it's the one thing that's been consistent. Like yeah. other things have come and gone as far as like battery packs and things well, like even that. Like, our, we have like electronic toothbrushes we got recently, mm-hmm. but they have like a charger. charger. Yeah. Like you set it on the charger. I like batteries better. I don't. I'm not a fan of rechargeables or shit. I, I like the concept of it. And I, I agree with what it. What about but rechargeable batteries? See, rechargeable batteries. It's that's the other thing. Like if if my Xbox controller for my Xbox 360 were to die in the middle of a game, I don't want it to be like 
well, shit, now I have to wait 40 minutes for this to recharge. I want to be like, okay, 20 seconds, pop them out, pop them in, ready to go again. And well, that's why you just have thing. two controllers, and while you're using the one, you're charging the other one. Yeah, but that's another step, Ben. No, it's not. It's, it, it is. I have, like, uh, what was I playing? Um, it might have been Eld... No, I think it was Bloodborne, actually, that I was playing. Oh, and I night. was, like, in the middle of a fight, like a boss fight, and my controller died, and I literally no, it was no, it was actually Fortnite, which I like literally only play if I have like friends on, just because yeah. that's the only way it's fun. And like I was like playing, and like I'm like literally in the middle of getting shot at, and then it's like <laughs> DualShock disconnected. I'm like running to get the other controller and like plug it back in, plug the other one in. But yeah, what a wild life. Anyway, I don't know how we got to batteries, but here we are. <laughs> I don't know how we got to anything we just talked about. I don't know, dude. I literally, uh, I don't remember the last 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this episode, solo episode without a guest. Uh, we had, uh, there, a lot happened. A lot has <laughs> yeah. happened. And I, I mean, I don't want the episode to dial and focus on everything, but Basically, in short, we recorded an episode before or during my meltdown that had technical difficulties with Marshall, and I'm really, it's a, it's such a gut-wrenching feeling because I was, like, so excited to finally have him on, and yeah. the conversation was really good, and even the back half was, re- from what I recall, I was, like, walked away yeah. being, like, excited for it, and then... Um, Ben said, yeah, I don't know how to edit anymore, and I deleted it again, so you're welcome. And that's I was not like, what happened. No. I mean, We're going to fight. And, and in theory, that's essentially what happened. I can go back to the text, but, you know, no, no fault. Okay, to- I'll tell you what happened, <laughs> because I like to be transparent on this podcast. Um, so here's what happened. I'm editing the episode, and the thing that pisses me off the most about it is I was literally done editing. Like, mm-hmm. I was at the point where I was making my final saves, uh, I was going into log into anchors to upload everything and I hit save and all of a sudden GarageBand just closes mm-hmm. by itself. I'm like, okay, that was really weird. So I open up GarageBand again and it pops up this thing. It says so and so dot wave and so and so dot wave files cannot be found, which apparently this means that if that happens and you don't have like a backup, either a backup or like you save it a certain way, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we lost a, like our conversation with Marshall and like a good bit of it after and then caught like the last probably like 10 minutes or so where we're talking about positives and stuff. And it was just like, well, that was... And I was, dude, like <laughs> it pissed me off so bad because I was literally done with it like the other one i was like kind of i still had some work to do on it but i was literally done with the episode like it it, if i would have just had like two more minutes Mm -hmm. like it would have been good to go Jeez. and so like we were talking about like oh well maybe if we do this and hop on zoom or whatever blah blah blah. but long story short we just decided we're gonna have marshall on again and we're just gonna record a new episode 
Which with Marshall, it, it'll work better too, I think, because the, yeah. it, we did have a good conversation. There were some technical difficulties, technical just difficulties, with connection with Zoom, and stuff, and then also the time allowance. I wanted to have a more thorough conversation with him, so he knows all this too. Yeah, and then so after that, I had a meltdown and a breakdown, and it's May, and a lot of things caused that, and it was like one of those things where I just I didn't prioritize the podcast after that. It was like on the least my concern. And so after, that's kind of like what we're going to talk a little bit about is just Mental Health May, which is, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I should mm-hmm. add. So it rightfully so fitting for this since this whole release at the beginning of the last week of May, correct? Yeah. yeah. So uh, if not June 1st, I don't know. I don't know dates. I don't even know what today is. Like that's how busy my week has been and the past two weeks have been. So... It, it just like it, a lot of it spiraled out of control, and then like I I I let Ben know like everything that was going on, or for the most part, kept in touch pretty well or inconsistently for the most part. Um, there were some gaps, and was, uh, like just didn't reach out, but it wasn't. He knew everything was fine, and made it out alive at the end. So yay, that's a positive. But. Um, yeah, I just, I had a meltdown. I think that what happened in a nutshell, and we can dive into a few things, but what happened was everything happened at once really quickly for me. And I felt like I had so much responsibility being placed on me at the time. And I had to figure all this out right now without Mm -hmm. time to think or process things. And then I looked at it and I was like, I don't have any space to be, to, to have me time, I can't, like, I, uh, there was one night where I tried to have a fun night out with the girls, like, Heather, me, and Nicole, we went out, and we had a few drinks, we had Mexican, and we had to text the roadhouse, and I'm just out having a great time, and uh, no text from my mom, nothing, everything's going fine, it's my day off, like, I was enjoying myself for probably the first time in a good two and a half weeks, like, mm-hmm. thoroughly able to just relax and not feel anything I get home and my mom is crying she's got a something she stabbed herself in the eye with an antenna on a radio when she was cleaning and didn't let me know because she couldn't see the phone obviously like she's like not partially blind and it all worked out she did go to the, we got her to the doctor the next day she got antibiotics everything's better but it's like little things like that where now I just had a great night out with my friends I come home and I feel guilty that I wasn't there because I'm responsible for her well-being and caring like what if it was worse than that and I start thinking about that so it sent me into another that that on top of that it was like well if I can't even fucking have fun on my own without having to constantly worry about someone or something else then what's the fucking point and then there was the fact that, okay, so we're, I'll just kind of dive into like a lot of the, break it down, and it's uh, this is all going to come in random places, so it's not like in chronological order, this is just, like Ben said this, I wanted to speak and be transparent and raw with like my feelings to you, so you kind of can be in my mind and understand like what I'm thinking and how my mind's, where it's going, what it's thinking, all of it, and you'll be like, yeah, that sounds exhausting. Hopefully. Maybe you'll be like, that's nothing, but whatever. It's my brain not yours. So that was one thing. It was like a lot of... That was one thing that happened. Second thing that happened that I spoke of vaguely, and I'm going to kind of shed some more details into it at the end of Lindsay's episode when I go on my tangent. So 
uh, bleep her name out because I want this. It, it, it doesn't matter. But invited me to move into with her uh, in the next coming months or something. That was a month ago or close to a month ago at this point in time. And I said immediately, said, yes, yeah, no brainer, no questions asked. And I was like, you can even move in with me. Like, we can figure something out and I'd be happy to. Like, there, no hesitation on the spot. This was a Wednesday morning when this conversation happened with me and her. And then Wednesday, Wednesday more, afternoon or morning at like 2 o'clock, by 8 o'clock, that 7.30, no, 7.30, time doesn't matter. We've been over this. 7.30 p.m. that same Wednesday, I get a call from my co-manager who is off saying that, hey, this coming Friday, two of us are possibly being relocated to a different store as far as management at my store. And she thought it was going to be me and her. And I was like, oh, okay, this is happening um, this is real information. This is tangible. She knows a lot of that's going on. I was, uh, it was blindsided to me too. And if they tell me that I was have to go or I have the opportunity to go, then I have to go. It's not like one of those things where if it was, a, if it was my choice, I could say no and pass this down, especially if she was also leaving because she was my number one in command at that time. So I was like, great. This is, uh, so that. I have two days to process the fact that it, well, one, 48 hours to process the fact that by Friday, I'll know if I'm leaving and by, it'll be, I'll know Friday morning and then Saturday will be my last day at the store. Sunday, I'll be at another store. That's how quick that happens. It's no, it's not a week or two week transition. It's like done. On top of that, I'm just processing the information that I got at three o'clock. On top of that, I haven't even processed the what I have to do at my home life and personal life in order to get both of these things acclimated and rolling. Yeah. So I'm just thinking like, oh shit. It, and it was like so much information at one time that I couldn't process it in time. And then the thing with my mom happened. Anyway, there was just a lot in to where it was like, I just needed to push people away and be like, okay, I need me time. Like right now I got to figure this shit out because there was one night after so friday i get the call she's gone i was told that i have a week there or i'm going to be there for another week and that was the only information that i was told i wasn't told if i had another location or a special assignment i was just told that i I will be at that store the following week and we're getting two new managers in and i was like great that'll help the store and things like that and i'll actually have somebody to close with me or at least somebody who's mid-shift coverage with me i think this will be good and so then it happened. Everything was going fine for a little bit, but I started panicking because I just lost my first in command. And now I jump up in the line of management, so to say, where it's like one, you have one, two, three, four of the. And even though the store like sounds conceited, the store sees me as the number one manager. I'm technically number three, if not four, on lowest on the list because of seniority and things like that. But so it was hard for me to transition because I just lost my first in command. And my, now my first in command is my store manager, who I don't have a rapport relationship like I did with my number one. And I'm like, great. So now I'm basically starting over with two new managers 
and I have to take commands from somebody who I don't know yet or not as comfortable with. And so that really like messed with my head because I was like, how is this going to work? Like we have to feel each other out. Like this is either going to be good or this is going to be a bad thing. And so in the midst of all that happening, I just gave it time and let it play out. And that was two weeks after that happened, I was presented the opportunity to leave. And I thought about it, and I thought it... I went back and forth, spiraled, and I said, yes, I want to leave, I want to transfer. It didn't stick. And it didn't stick in the way of I thought about all these changes are happening at my store, and if all these changes are happening at my store all at once, then send me out and rip the Band-Aid off, clean off just with everything else, and let it be. And I took a step back one night, and I thought about it, because everybody kept saying, you got to do what's best for you, you got to do what's best for you, and I was like, I fucking know that, but I don't know what's best for me. I never have. Like, you don't understand that. Like, don't tell me, do what's best for me, when I don't yeah. even know what the fuck that is. Like... <laughs> And so I had to figure that out. And what, when they phrase it like that, and you have to, so that it honestly helped when they phrase it like that because all everybody was telling me that. And everybody knew it. it was like, I mean, they're going or I'm staying. And so there was one night and I had kind of like an epiphany moment. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay. I have, I have to stay. I have to see this through. I have to stay at the store because I put too much into these kids. I put too much into the, the closing crew. We have new hires that are just trusting me. You have every all the good people in our store have left or are leaving. And me, and that was another thing that I thought about. I was like, if all the good ones are leaving, then why haven't I left? Am I not that good? And my mind went there for a short time. So I was like, no, I'm the last hope that's still holding this store together. And not to sound conceited, but the one I'm still somebody that everybody trusts next to the number one that left and was forced. So I was like, I'm not abandoning these people because if I what, what does my virtue and standard of loyalty to my team mean if I just decide I got to do what's best for me and to go to another store where I don't know if I'm. And then that's the other thing. I go to another store. I'm not manager anymore. I'm doing clerk position. I'm floater. Yeah. Like it, it was a lot big thought process to where it's like, I know this sounds exhausting. You're, you're listening. You're probably like, oh, this is so much information. Now, what am I doing with this information? Do whatever you want with this information. I'm just telling you what happened. So all that happened, passed, it settled down. I'm still at the store. Meanwhile, now I'm thinking about moving in with her. And I was like, okay, well, if I move in with her, I just, and I'm still waiting for everything, her, her to reach out to me and let me know what's going on and nothing. So finally, I'm stressed about that because I was like, if I move in with her, I'm going to have to talk to my mom about house arrangements. I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to either sell the house or keep the house, rent the house out. I'm going to have, like, I had to move big life-changing things all at once if this was going to happen because I'm not going to have two residences and then place her wherever she wants to go. And so I was like, okay. So I reached out to her and I said, is this happening? Because if this happens, and I sent the list of like things that I had to get rolling in order for it to happen. And then things with the dogs too, like three dogs, two cats and a fish. I mean, at most I'd take the fish and a cat maybe, but 
it, it was just a lot. And so then my mind starts spiraling again because now I'm thinking about, okay, well, I got past the first wave. Here's the second wave. And then so I sent her a text and she gets back to me and she goes, never mind, everything's kind of figured out and worked itself out. And I was like, it's her. I said, okay, no worries, no problem. In my mind, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it, it stressed me out and it kind of upset me. But I'm more comfortable either way. Either way, I'm still fine with it and content. It's no bad blood with either any of the outcome. But it's like it took that stress off me. But the stress that I had building up to it was a lot. Uh, just like this, a lot of adult choices that uh, for the future that I should have been a little bit more prepared for and was not because it was all happening at once instantaneously. And I don't. Do I do pressure well, but I don't do that type of pressure well. Like, yeah. So then that works itself out, and now that takes us to um, where does that take us? It takes us to you just playing with a pick and dropping it on the floor. Yeah. That's okay. It's you got okay. another you got one. Yeah, you got a whole bag of them. <laughs> fidget toys. It takes us to. It, it takes us to the point where I'm about to come out of my shell and come back to reality. And there was another night where I had an epiphany, and I texted you, and I think I texted Sarah, maybe Lindsay, Q, somebody else. And I said, it kind of just dawned Well, I, I said it prior to it, and anybody who knows me personally, I have two breakdowns every year. One is always in May, generally in the middle of May or towards the end of May, right before summer. It's always in May. Haven't figured that out yet until recently. And then the other is in October, November, December, but it's always at the end of the year. The end of the year in May. Two breakdowns, like clockwork, it's been like this way for six or seven years. The end of the year one, seasonal depression, holidays coming up, that one's kind of like most people have some episode there. The May one, completely fucking random. It's about to be summer. I love the summer. Never made any sense to me. Realized it's been going on for six years. I'm talking to my therapist one day. We're diving into it. And she's asking me these questions and rephrasing it in a way to make me think instead of like, Okay, well, like, she she goes and says, like, what's special about May? And I said, well, I'm going into, it, it basically, it was like clockwork to where it was a back and forth conversation. What's special about May? Why do you think you have a breakdown in May? What are you thinking that drives you this way without, like, like from the past or from life circumstances that are happening right now and occurring? Take that away and separate yourself from that. What is it about May? And I said, well, May is right before June and summer, and I love summer, and I absolutely, you know, summer's the best time, and I'm going into it single, I'm going into it alone. I said, skateboard, uh, there's all these good things, I'm listening to it, but it's like I feel like I don't have a partner like I did with, and that's when it hit me that me and Bleep the Name, we broke up our engagement in May. It was called off, and that was the last time we ever spoke. Was it was, I couldn't put a date on it now, but May seventh, May tenth, was the last time I had contact with her, and that's when it hit me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I never had closure from that, and so we spun back and had a good hour, a half talk on that, 
And I walked out, I took a deep breath, I had a good cry that night, and I was like, okay, there's the source. Once I'd identified the source, I was like, all right, that's what I'm upset about? What the fuck? Like, and I was, like, mad at myself. I was like, that's so stupid. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of, all because I hadn't processed this one thought and one thing to keep going. So... That happened, took the night off, cried. Next day, I get a message to go to, um... I guess it's a fest. That's the one. And, uh, like, they, it was the girls, and they were texting me, and they were like, basically, please come. Like, we really want you to come. And got added to a group chat, and I said, I'll think about it. I, it feels exhausting right now after everything that I just went through. It's like I kind of just, I had, like, and they knew. Like, it's the girls, so they know what's going on already at this point with me. And for the most part. And so I was like, I'll see. Like, I, I'll go. I want to go. I think it'll be good for me to go, but I'm not wanting to go. Like, my mind's telling me, just dude, just go. Deal with it. Have fun with it. But also, right. like, my mind's telling me, dude, this is going to be so... I'm, I'm putting myself through it twice because I'm like, this is going to be fucking exhausting. Six girls or five girls, one car... Uh, eighteen hour day, um, three hours away on road trips in Mansfield, and then a full day and fest inside and driving back for three hours and having to work four hours like just on all on four or three hours of sleep, uh, maybe five hours of sleep if I'm being generous to myself. Some something stupid like that, and then maybe a small nap in the car. Definitely slept on the way back. Um, and so I was like on the fence with it for, and I toyed with it for so long. And so that brings us to Friday, um, Friday, the day before the fest, Friday, took the day, went up to Heather's, went swimming, had a small after party, uh, and by after party, I mean like nine, 10 o'clock where, you know, not super late or anything like that. Went swimming, took the day, just relaxed, very peaceful, very fun. And then I get a call from, and uh, so she called me, she texted me first and said, are you busy right now? And I said, a little bit, or I'm at Heather's, uh, but I'm about to leave in 10 minutes. Is this an emergency? Um, or can I wait 10 minutes? She goes, yeah, just call me when you leave. And I said, okay. And so 15 minutes go by, I'm walking out of the car. She texts me again, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm leaving now, walking to my car. Go ahead and call me. Calls me. And then she explains that she was being followed for the second time. This is a prior, an incident happened prior that wasn't as severe as this, but she was followed home by a blue truck when walking home from work. It was a distinct blue truck. It was on a main road and it stopped in the middle of the road and literally like paralleled with her. And so she had to take off running. She's trying to flag down cars. She was stalked on her way home. I don't need to exaggerate the story. And... So she's explained everything that happened. And I was like, okay, first of all, this absolutely constitutes as an emergency for future references. Uh, don't wait 15, 10 minutes to let me know what happened. Like, yeah. that's something that you should feel comfortable coming to me. Like, with you don't even have to say, can I call you? You should just call me. And 
I said, I'm on my way right now because see, like I could hear it in her voice. She was still shook up. She was still like in shock. Like she was not okay. This is Friday night. I get to her at a place at 11, 10, 11, 11, 11, 10, uh, maybe 11, 30, 12. Time doesn't matter. Fuck it. I get to her place and we sit and we talk an hour and a half, hour and 40, whatever. I calm her down. She's feeling good. She's more comfortable. Just alleviate the pressure. This time I'm getting home. It's like 1, 1 I have to be up at 8 to be at Sarah's at 9. Mmm, that's wrong. I have to be up at 8 and to be ready to leave at 9 to be at Sarah's by 10. And so I'm like, great, now I have a six-hour nap in an all-day event. And I texted Lindsay that night and I said, hey, call me. If I come, I come. If I don't, just let me sleep. And... So that was already exhausting on the fact of now I'm it's, it's all that happened in one full swoop too. So I go to I guess it's the fest and wake up, everything goes fine, everything goes great. I'm exhausted, I just don't want to be there, had a great time. It really did help me. Uh, and I'm wrapping up here, so if you're still listening, be like, when the fuck will he shut up? I don't, so you already know that, so jot that down. But we're coming to the home stretch. So, this Saturday, we do the fest, come back, get home, 4 a.m., wake up, 10, call my work, tell them I don't have my schedule for this week, by the way. Didn't have my schedule. My schedule was posted on Friday and written on the prior Wednesday, posted Friday. Saturday, I texted one of my coworkers and I said, hey, I don't have my schedule. Can you have Stacy send it to me? She said, yeah, no problem. Saturday all day, guest is fest and back. Sunday morning, wake up, look for a text, still no schedule. So I just call with a coworker and I said, I'm taking the day off. She goes, oh, no, you work today. And I said, the f- I do. I said, uh, I told you yesterday to send me my schedule and you didn't. And I didn't get home till 4 a.m. I'm taking my day off because during per union SOP, I can technically, if I schedule it's not posted by Friday or Saturday, I can work what I worked last week, and I was off last week on Sunday, and she was like, oh, well, you, we, uh, this person leaves at 7, and we don't have any coverage from 7 to 9, and I was like, like, okay, you want me to come in from 7 to 9 then? I'll come in 7 to 9. She goes, uh, so I ended up working a 5 to 9, but I was not happy about it, obviously, and I made sure they knew, and then I made sure my director manager also knew that I was not happy about this and explained the situation and went in anyway and it was a really good four-hour shift though um I don't know why I was there wasted time but it was productive I was friendly everybody was very friendly with me they understood that I didn't want to be there that it was just a good shift and that was fine and then I decided Monday, great day again, decent day at best. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take Tuesday off. I'm going to take Wednesday off. And um, yesterday was like one of the longest days of my life. But again, it was another 18, 19 hour day. So Tuesday, wake up at 3.15 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And I, Heather said, let's go work at Forest Park and work a 4 to 8 a.m. 
and then just do produce. And I don't know why I agreed to it on my off day. I had already, I still wasn't recovered from, I guess it's a fest yet. And like my sleep schedule at this point does not exist. So four to eight, we go, we work produce, went by super quick, had so much fun working with her again for the first time since she left. And I admit it was a really good thing for me. I go with this, no people, no customers, just able to powerhouse, do our thing. Afterward, I say, you want to go eat? So we go eat, first watch. Great day at first watch, or great meal, takes her kids. After that, we go to uh, Beckett, uh, Ridge Kroger to see Nicole and Alicia. Alicia was already gone, saw Nicole, got a Starbucks, did a little bit of shopping. She takes me back home. She drove a carpool together. And I take a three-hour nap, wake up. I say, what are you doing? She goes, I'm at the pool. So I drive over to her house, pool day again, leave at 9, come back, pick up at work and take her home, come back home. Spent last night just watching TV, listening to podcasts, texted you, said we're on for today. And anyway, all that to say, it was like an 18-hour day for me yesterday because I went to the pool, uh, just nonstop again. Went to bed, woke up at reasonable time. I woke up around probably 12 today when I thought I was gonna sleep until at least 2 p.m. But woke up at 12 and then had a good day off, knew I was taking the day off and just doing nothing. And I did until I came here. And all that to say, it's, I'm exhausted. Like it, I just went through so much, but I feel like mentally and emotionally and physically, I've gone through so much at one time to where it just, I stopped thinking about things and I'm started to, since I was able to, since I guess it's a fest, I started saying yes to everything again, because I feel like distractions and saying yes and doing more things outside of just staying home and isolating myself, which I want to do. I absolutely want to stay cooped up and not talk to any human beings for a long period of time and but at the same time that's not what my heart wants it's not what my body needs it's not good for my physical and mental health for May and it took a great group of team and friends to literally physically kidnap me and pull me out of that so and it's hard too when you take time for yourself though because that's one thing you and I talked about a little bit and I'll let you actually speak for once and kind of go off that but it's hard to do things like that like go on a 18 hour road trip and day three hours away thinking about what if she falls down a flight of steps when I'm when I'm three hours away what am I going to do then and you're distracted and you're not physically there present there to where you can enjoy yourself so yeah no absolutely I mean you know I I always had those worries like with my dad because um, I, I, I don't think it was, I don't know that it was talked about on the podcast. It might have been before we started the podcast, but um, last year, early last year, I believe it was, it may have been late 2020, but um, my parents had kind of separate, like didn't legally separate or anything like that, but my dad had moved out of the house Um, just because of, yeah, long story, but, uh, he moved into an apartment by himself and obviously, you know, my dad is, was older and, you know, he still got around okay and and everything, but, you know, there was always that worry of like, um, 
you know, if I didn't go check up on him, you know, like what, you know, what's going to happen? What if he falls? What if, you know, he has a heart attack or something? He's by himself. He's had heart, he had had heart attacks before. Um, so he had a history of it. And, you know, there's always like that fear of like, um, you know, if I don't call, if I don't go by, um, which is, you know, a little bit different than your situation, obviously. But, um, and then I think also like you get those like feelings, like you said, where you like something does happen and like you like feel terrible, like you take blame for it. Cause you're like, well, if I just would have, you know, stayed home and, and kept an eye on her, then like this wouldn't have happened. And I think for me too, like I actually have, I'm not saying people, it's, it's people, my, I have a rational reason for the way I fear, which I yeah. haven't spoke about, but the fall and the collapse. But so that's one thing that like my mind automatically is ingrained in me, like witnessing her collapse and pass out in front of me at mid laugh over some, like having the greatest time, uh, circle back to that story but and so I think about that moment when I was physically present and so then when I'm not physically present and I'm thinking about shit like that it's like like why can't I just enjoy like a margarita in a conversation (laughs) like why can't I just go bowling one night like why can't I just you know go to a skate park and take a vacation for myself it's like like you said taking blame but go ahead yeah um and, you know, like that would, I, I would always have the back and forth of, um, you know, cause my one brother, Ron, like he would check on him, check up on him pretty regularly. You know, I'd try and call him or whatever, but you know, there's always like, Oh, you know, I should stop by after work. And then I get off work and I'm like, well, I'm exhausted and I don't want to bother him and blah, 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 blah. Cause you know, he would have his days where, you know, he, he didn't really you know, when I got to dinner, he didn't feel like really interacting. Um, depression. Yay. Um, passed it down to me. Thank you, dad. Um, anyways. Um, yeah. So it, it would be kind of, kind of a battle because, you know, like I, I take that from like, I take that from my dad a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole, like, I don't want to bother people. My dad was the same way. He, he didn't want to call anybody. He didn't want to ask anybody for any help. Yeah. Uh, even if he wanted to do something, he wouldn't call and ask you like, hey, we should go out to lunch or something. But if I would call him and ask him like, hey, do you want to go out to lunch? He's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Dude, that's such a hard battle for me too. even. Like just in my thought process on kind of like that is like not even with like my mom or like, but anybody that like, any of my sisters take for example or even you it's like there there's times where like if i have the day off and i know it's coming up or i have this time slot off and i'll be like hey let's go grab lunch today and i'll send out a text to four of them in like a group style and be like if three of them come or two of them come or one of them come that's great but there's also times where i'm like I feel like the opposite where I was like, well, they're living their own life. And if they know that I'm always available and maybe they can reach out to me to make plans. And yeah. so, or they're with this person. So I know that they're going to be doing this or something like that. And I'm like, I don't want to bother them right now. Yeah. Like with that. And if they want to reach out to me, then they can. And then it's like, am I not checking in on them as much? And it's just like, yeah. it, 
when you're listening to this episode, just understand, like, this is how, like, mental health works, like, with me in particular and with Ben in particular and how, like, our brains are, like, real-time thought processes of what we think when certain and during certain situations like this. And it's like, this isn't fabricated to make anything sound better because this was just me talking for 40 minutes and then Ben telling a quick story and then wrapping up into positives. But it's just like, it's just weird to think like how a mind actually works and what's going on and how you go through so many, like the road to get to one quick to to the end of a decision is super long and curvy. It's never a straight path. It's not, I mean, sometimes I'll full send it, but different conversation. Yeah, for sure. No, I, um, I definitely with like, I mean, almost every decision that I make, uh, I constantly, um, and not with a hundred percent of my decisions, um, but I, I constantly overthink everything and, um, you know, think about like the, which I guess is a good thing, you know, thinking about the repercussions of my decisions, but, you know, sometimes it's something stupid, you know, where I'm like, oh, you know, like I was going to grab dinner the other day before my softball game. And I'm like, well, if I have this, then, you know, I might make my stomach upset and I'm Mm going to be running around on the field, but well, if I have this, like that's kind of expensive and we've gone out to eat a lot this week and, uh, maybe I should go here, but now if I go here and it's just kind of like a battle in my head mm-hmm. over like the smallest decisions and then other s- decisions, I'm just like, all right, I'm doing that uh, that's, yeah, <laughs> without that, even a thought. And that's mostly how I operate is full send. Like if I just say yes and don't think it through and then, yeah. or if like instant, instant gratification, instant choices, I either am a, 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 a deserve an Olympic medal for them or I deserve yeah. the uh, to be taken out of the sport all completely because there's sometimes where I make an, an impulsive instant decision and it's like, yeah. I'm so glad I did that. And eight out of ten times yeah. it is. And then there's two times it yeah. was like, it's, what the fuck were you, thinking? Were you thinking? Yeah, that's kind of like, well, like most recently was um, like when you know, the North Lane tour got announced Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, they're going to Minneapolis the same weekend that Katrina was going out of town. And I already fumbled with the idea of maybe going up to Minneapolis to see some friends. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to fall like on that day. And I like hit you up and I was like, what if we, I was like, what if we go to this state instead? It's on a weekend, like it's 11 hours. Like it's kind of a shitty drive, but like, let's just do it. Which then, I would rather then, fly into Minneapolis, St. Paul, and be the same. But I was like, you know, twenty-two hours bonding bro time is not and that then bad. The next, and then the next thing I know, I'm like, I've purchased a ticket, so now like it's happening. So, yeah. like, yeah, I just didn't really like think I haven't taken the time, like, put my time in or anything. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> Hardcore kids be like, I'm gonna buy the ticket and figure this shit out later. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that's literally all we do, and that's what I've done. Like, I, how many? I don't even want to know how many tickets I've lost because I didn't plan it through and I couldn't go. But I've had the I, ticket uh, just in case. I uh, <laughs> uh, so last week, which part of this is gonna be my positives, but like last week, the first show of three I went to was at Legends, which was uh, Citizen, uh, played with Ceremony, Sign Language, and uh, Piss Flowers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get there, and uh, 
Q is like, are you taking Karsten's ticket or do you have your own ticket? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, I have my own. T- no, I, s- I said, I have my own ticket, but if I would have known he wasn't going to show up, I would have taken his, take his free <laughs> ticket. ticket. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. We, he called me the Tuesday following or maybe it was the Wednesday following. I don't know. He called me after the show and was like, what the fuck happened? Other than, or he goes, hey, let me get a show to work. And I said, yeah. And that's when I explained to him everything that I said in the podcast about the, the, the first half. And we, we had a good talk about it too. And I think that really helped because we, we talked about it. I let it out. And that's why like, when I want to just hog the mic, it's because I feel like it's important to talk your feelings out. And I know a lot of people aren't kind of wrapped this up into men's mental health and uh, mental health Monday of May, not men's mental health, uh, Andy Kite on that one, but uh, check that episode out. And it's, it's not easy for everybody to talk about their feelings. It's not easy for people to talk about their feelings with somebody they're close with, with stranger, with a therapist. And it's not, and people aren't as good with words. And I'm aware of this. And it's something that a lot of my close friends even struggle with. And you don't have to tell people in raw detail what's going on. But I think that for me, the best thing that I did when I had my meltdowns, and most people are, like I said at the very beginning, you're patient, you're understanding, you can expect that, like, I'll make it out and fi- I'll, I'll climb my way out. Just give me some fucking time and space to do it. Yeah. But I at least let my team know, hey, I'm going to go ghost for a while. Hey, I'm not doing so okay. Or sometimes I'd write Ben, like, three paragraphs at 3 a.m. that meant... Is sometimes it was gibberish too. Like it didn't. It what? Drops another pick. Fucking shit. <laughs> grab another one. All right, stand by. There we go. <laughs> um, and so it was like one of those things where it's like even if it was incoherent or just like rambling, it was like me expressing myself. And I think that Ben and Sarah and Lindsay and Q. I think Renee knows a little bit, but everybody, my team knew. Like, hey, just like let it ride out like we've been in this spot before it's nothing that we can't just kind of keep an eye on it and then like when you'll intervene when it gets bad enough and i fully believe that and i think that's kind of what happened but it was it's all that to say just let's even if you don't know how to say it just say hey i'm not feeling great right now i'm not mentally okay i'm struggling and I just want you to be aware of that, that I might need some space. I might need some time. Like, tell people what you need from them because people aren't mind readers. Yeah. And your closest friends and people who are your friends and family will understand that and respect those boundaries with you. And you're scared. I know you're scared out there listening and be like, well, what if they think that, like, I'm so, like they take it to extremes? They won't. I promise you that. It's They're not going to judge you. They're... They, Real people and real family and friends care about you and will respect that about you. So, and if you don't have any of those, hit me up, hit Ben up. So, just know that if you don't hit me up for a while, I'm going to just assume that you hate me and we're not friends anymore. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's literally one. Of, are you talking to me personally or the no, audience? No, like I have certain people in my life that I'm close friends with that we won't talk for three months and it's fine. Yeah. But and then I have other friends that like I'm close with, but not as close with, 
And then it's like, oh, we talked a lot last week, but this week they haven't hit me up. Like, they probably hate my fucking guts now. I probably said something in that last text <laughs> message that really pissed them off, and now they don't exactly. want to. Exactly. Like, yeah. what did I say, or did I post something <laughs> on Twitter that, like, offended them in some way? Because I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's all fun. Uh, texting isn't real. Everything's fake. Social media sucks. So with that awkward transition, we're going to get, what if I said like, and now for the topic and we just started <laughs> today, we're talking about, <laughs> we'll do our three negatives now. <laughs> um, so three positives. And one thing I want to say before we do our three positives is that that's also kind of what reeled me back in and like where this all stemmed is basically I was so, I'm I'm a positive person. I always aim and strive my best to be in positive situations around positive people, avoid negativity. If I don't like it, I can walk away from it. If I don't like what I'm watching, turn it off, all of that. So that was kind of like my point being with all that that I never got to mention, but it was just a lot of things at once and none of it seemed positive to me. I couldn't find an outlet of this is all happening for a positive reason, for the better. Like, I couldn't yeah. get myself to think that way. So that is exactly why, for those listening, we do our three positives or however we I decided to do it the day of the episode. But because when you search for the good things in life, your perspective is so much brighter and you can actually take time to enjoy things instead of hating things. So, yeah, that's what the segment's all about and that's what it'll always be about with guests and us and it will be one consistent factor that will never change just just where it comes in the episode but okay go ahead all I right. talked enough <laughs> my three positives um uh first positive is uh i don't know i've had lots of good shows the past couple weeks um Last week was Citizen on Monday, which uh, they played at Legends. Um, Sold out, didn't it? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Great show. Ceremony was also really great. Um, Wednesday was Turnstile, which was pretty much the same. I mean, it was the same openers with one or two more openers, mm-hmm. uh, plus Turnstile, obviously, which is the headliner. Um, saw the which, video today with uh, Turnstile, and it, they were a Whitney Houston or yes. they Yeah, they played backtrack. Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody and there right was before like, they came out. There was like hardcore dancer, like yes. moshing during that set, and it was a packed room. Incredible. Yeah. I, um, so I got down. I for the most for most of the show, I was actually on the f- main floor, of basically the agora is like you walk in and there's like an upper level with a bar, and then you take a couple steps down. There's another. There's a mid level that probably if you pack people in would fit a like maybe a hundred, hundred fifty people. Sure. And then when you take another couple steps down, there's a big general floor area. Um, probably about half, like as far as like depth, probably like half the size of Bogarts, but like wider, like sure. double level width. Yeah. So like pretty good amount of people down there. And it, I mean, it was like literally packed once turnstile started playing. It literally was just like the entire chaotic floor was moving. Yeah. Um, but I, I drove up there 
and I, I forgot how much it fucking sucks driving to Cleveland. It's the worst drive, dude. I swear I almost fell asleep probably multiple times on the way there and on the way back. Yeah, and, and that especially was like, doing it solo. And that was like with an like had my music blaring, had AC an energy on. drink, I had like and like a strong energy drink, and I'm still just like so fucking bored. Got home at uh, probably two thirty, took a shower, probably got to bed around three thirty, got a solid three hours of sleep. There um, you go. But it was good. I, I don't regret going. I actually ran into an old friend who I haven't seen in probably 10 years, and we got to catch up and stuff. He, he actually had come up by himself, too. You said catch too. up. <laughs> we mustard. Catch, <laughs> caught up and catch up and mustard. Uh, may I may I be ever grateful yeah. for that experience. But uh, it, it was cool. It's like, <laughs> what, are you, what is your deal? That hurts so bad. I need to stretch more. Don't you walk like three, five miles a day or something at Kroger? Ten, twelve. That was going to be one of my positives, but I don't want to interrupt you. Anyway, uh, before I was rudely interrupted, (laughs) uh, then uh, let's see. Friday was Tears for Fears at Riverbend. Uh, Super good. Uh, They played, I mean... All of their hits. They played some stuff off the new record, some other deep cuts. Uh, it was a good time. Not as like there was a lot of people there, but it wasn't as packed on, on the lawn as I thought it would be. Like we had ample yeah. ample space to like you know where we weren't butting up against people. But that was cool. Uh, and then next week we got Slipknot, so that's uh, exciting. Um, oh shit! What day is that? Wednesday. I'll just pay you for the ticket and you got to go with somebody else at work Wednesday. <laughs> you fucker. Take the day off. Hi. Call in sick. Mm. This comes out on Monday? Yeah. yeah c- cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> just just trim that part. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, uh, concert season... I after this one, I mean, I have North Lane that I have tickets for, but other than that, I don't really have like any shows that I like have tickets for early concrete planned. So we'll just we'll see. Um, second positive is uh, we got uh, baseboards for the basement, okay, which we'll be putting on this weekend. Um, very excited for that. Uh, third positive is we, like I said, we brought some stuff over from, uh, my mother-in-law's house. And one of those things is our record player, which we actually inherited from, uh, Katrina's grandma who moved down to South Carolina. It's a pioneer PL 530 from like 1970 something. Nice. Uh, I actually just got in the mail. I ordered a new uh, needle for it because mm-hmm. I it's probably the original needle on it yeah and it was uh, you know quite a bit of skipping and stuff so I'm gonna try that first and I actually found a guy on Facebook that repairs vintage like electronics and like turntables mm-hmm. and stuff so I may end up uh, having him check it out if if whatever I'm doing doesn't work but um, 
Yeah. I'm excited, and we're getting a... Uh, I have a Zoom call tomorrow with my buddy, Logan, who's going to be uh, custom building a... Um, basically like a stand slash cupboard for the player uh-huh. and like shelves for our records. Um, so that'd be cool to have a, a nice uh, custom piece yeah. in the basement. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I really am, especially that last one. That's yeah. cool. I'm going to come over a lot more. Maybe not. Ah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Might move in. Uh, first positive is that, um, how am I just buffing on these when I had so much time to think? Uh, no, definitely. First positive is that, uh, went to, going to, I guess it's a fest, three hours away road trip with the girls, 18 hour day, honestly made me miss touring and fests. Um, it reminded me that even though it was exhausting and I'm 30 and not 22 anymore, um, it's definitely something that like the memories are always like, it's worth it to do and beat yourself and your body up for it and live with it the next day for the photos and the memories and just, just get out and experience the world and meet new people. Met so many great people there, met people at the sheets on the way back in Columbus, like just... I love getting out and talking to people, especially if there's a small chance that I never get to see them again. I think it's like hearing somebody's story and just live, just talking for one day and then be like, okay, we don't have to speak ever again. There's yeah. something oddly satisfying about it, you know? Not yeah. in a sense of like, oh, I can say whatever I want and then I'll never have to see this piece of shit again. But no. It's just like the small connections yeah. you make with people. And it's just real. Yeah, that's that, I love it. I just, I'm, I mean, I had maybe 15 of us from Cincinnati literally went up there. Um, Treason, Gabe uh, McQueen went up there with Christian, uh, Kevin Arlington, the girls, Rowan. JP, like there, the list went on. And when I started looking at like how many people that I knew from that fest, it's like, it's like a, a, a it's like a sold out legend show for Kublacan with all of the family yeah. there. Only now we're three hours away in the middle of nowhere, and it was kind of cool. It was like, oh, what, doing the same thing just in a different city all at once together. So. Um, that's my first positive. It was really great. And even though it was exhausting and tiring and I didn't want to do it, it made me fall in love with touring and traveling again. And that was my first big thing of the year that I've done. So I was really proud of myself. And I think that's going to help jumpstart like getting out more. So second positive is that, um... I spent, oh, that's what I want to talk about. Working with Heather. Um, going in four hours. So Heather conned me in the short story. Basically, she calls me Monday morning. And by morning, I mean like 11 or 1.30 p.m. on Monday and says, what are you doing at 4 a.m. tonight? And I said, I don't know, probably sleeping. She goes, that's boring. Come work at me with Forest Park and Produce for four hours. And I was like, 
And I got so pissed off at her. Like, I yelled at her. I was like, what? Why are we doing this? Like, why did you agree to this? Like, what does this benefit you? Why do you keep doing this shit? Like, we're off tomorrow. Just take the day. Why do you have to? And it's like so mad at her. And she goes in a sad voice. She goes, I don't know. I guess I just thought it'd be fun to work together again. And I was like, Ugh, I got to call you back. And so I hung up because I was so mad at her. Like, I really was. And like, that's the first thing I'm waking up to is come work with me at 4 a.m. after you work an eight hour shift at your <laughs> store and get three hours of sleep and work produce with me. And I was like, so hung up, took a deep breath, took two minutes, called her back. Okay, fine, but you're buying me food. And that was the conversation. She was happy and I did it. And the four hour shift with working with her went by so fast. We had so much fun. Um, and I genuinely missed her and working with her and she brought, because she has that work ethic that brings out the best in me. Like she is not a competitive person, but she, her work ethic is just so strong. And like, we, I don't want to like say like everything that we did, but like we busted out six foot, six and a half foot tall skids of produce and we busted probably four and a quarter of them in four hours and all of it went to the floor. Like, I mean, if night and day for that, what we did with the two of us in four hours would take, I don't know, but it, we were a powerhouse and it really, it, it was good. It was good for my mental health too, to actually just get out, work alongside her, no customers, no worries. And demonstrate my strengths at another store when they walked in and saw the difference for that store so third positive is that um after tonight and going into tomorrow i should finally be back on a regular sleep schedule and like just work schedule again like i'll be back at work uh, Thursday, uh, like tomorrow, I'm going to do a 1 to 9 or a 2 to 10. And then Friday, oh, that's what I wouldn't say. Friday, I'm doing an early shift for once. I'm actually doing like a 9 to 5 or an 8 to 4. And I think that'll be, I'm, I'm excited because I've never worked a morning shift and it's a Friday. So I get my Friday afternoon off and then I don't go until Saturday until 3 again. So 3 to 11. So I basically have... Uh, Friday night, Saturday morning to, you know, what am I going to do when I get off work on Friday? Not go get margaritas. Good guess. I'm going to get a new phone. I'm going to upgrade to my iPhone. Verizon's got a deal right now. We were going to go today. We didn't go today. So I'm going Friday, getting an iPhone 13. I'm praying that they have... I keep getting those on Peacock, the ads... I'm praying that they have, like, the pink or the rose gold or, like, the the one that you... Basically, the color of your shirt. To get the green. The green is the best one. Why is the green the best one? Because it's limited and it's new and everybody already got their iPhone 13 before it came out? Yeah, and I'm pissed that I didn't get it. I had the blue one. Mm. And it's fine. It would depend on what they have in stock, obviously, but... Apple, send me a green iPhone 13. Send us a hard drive, a new MacBook. Dude, we gotta we gotta figure this shit out. I'm gonna go get a hard drive for us. (laughs) That's the first thing that I can finally afford it and everything's settled and all that, but yeah. Uh, what are we at on time? Over over an hour. Okay. At this point. That's a good. So I guess the awkward transition to end this is my wallpaper on my phone is me looking at my phone with a box over my head. Okay. Yeah. The more you know.
We love you guys. Um, look after each other. Look after yourselves. Um, guns are fucking stupid. That's yeah, all. I was going to plug this, and we're going to do an intro a bit for it, but we can knock it out now. That's fine. Our hearts, our thoughts, our prayers, all that shit. We don't need to say all this shit. And then, again, this is where the part where we say we don't, what we say doesn't matter because it fucking doesn't. But we do want to say one thing that's related to what we specialize in, which is mental health. The fact is that after a national tragedy, especially when this magnitude in nature happens, statistics show that this opens up the floodgate for higher rates in suicides and higher rates for more attacks just like these. If you don't believe me, go ahead and Google it. We do want a platform that there are experts out there. There are people that love you. There are people that want to hear your story. There are people that want to hold you, hug you, love you, and tell you that you are not alone. So please, with that being said, this is a sad time. It's a tragic time. It sucks for everybody. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. That's my plug. And fuck Greg Abbott. It's just, yeah. So don't. Okay, I want to say like it is really easy to blame somebody. Well, that and it's also easy to become complacent and become desensitized because unfortunately this is a thing that happens regularly in the u.s um and you know i'm not going to go into like a whole tangent because i already have with like four different people this week but or in the past couple days um but you know it's just i mean it's a senseless tragedy um there are just so many people hurting right now so many families hurting right now that I just I can't even imagine what that feeling is of of your child going to school. You know, they just they sat at the breakfast table and had a bowl of cereal and you know uh, tied their shoes up. They're going to go to school and learn, and you know they ended up not coming home. Um, and it just it it fucking sucks. And all I have to say is that there are people out there who are going to blame this on one thing or the other and reality it's a lot of different stuff but pay attention um to well pay attention just in general but pay attention to who speaks up and speaks out and uh, actually takes action to change things so that yes. this doesn't happen again and i i'm not going to say that voting is going to change everything but Pay attention to who you're voting for. Vote for what you think is right and vote to protect people. Vote to protect children. Uh, there are, I mean, there's just, there, there's just so much shit that's happened as far as, um, you know, the government wanting to take away people's rights, wanting to take away women's uh, health care rights and rights to choose what they do with their bodies. And now, uh, you know, you have gun lobbyists who have politicians in their pocket and then they're in their pockets. And There's still a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. May yeah. I add that in there? Like the world is completely fucked right now. Like it's, it's a bad, dark time. And that's yeah. what we're trying to say is like, take care of your mental health because that's one thing that I want to do a callback on. Again, we will just go ahead and keep this at the end then. 
but keep it positive and you don't have to pay attention to everything it's important to pay attention like ben said and it's important to pay attention to facts and things that are relevant and relevant for our community our society the united states as a whole and our youth i think that's the one thing our youth everybody like it's just important to be have knowledge of what's going on but it doesn't mean that you have to like what's the word i'm uh, and and still uh, consume yeah consume yourself within it you don't yeah. have to be constantly like there's some people out there that have been following the Johnny Chep and Amber Heard trial like nonstop and they live stream it for a living right now. And it's like, don't like what the fuck? Why do these two people matter so much to you about this? Like, it's important to know situations that are going on. It's important to know the facts to be able to be in the position where you can vote for what you believe. But don't consume yourself with it to the point where it's costing you your sanity because it's a lot of negative shit like pull up a puppy video every now and again like go get a real dog like shit like that i don't know yeah it's pissed off yeah all right and <laughs> listen to piss flowers they're a great band yeah plug them um ending uh song uh you got anything oh let's do when we go sad or when we go happy Oh, yeah. What have you been listening to this week? Dude, okay, we're going to go sad. We're going to plug a 30-second clip, uh, Silverstein Misery, off their new album. Okay. Last track, because it's it's one that fucking hits. It's it, I think it's relevant. So that's your song of the week and my song of the month, and kind of listen to the whole thing. You'll understand. It's really... It's a really powerful song. It's it's not metalcore. It's not hardcore. Anybody can listen to this song at home. So if you're thinking, oh, not another one of those fucking screaming songs, it's not another one of those fucking screaming songs, yeah. okay? It's a good song. It's lyrically deep. Um, it's driven to a place of mental health. So that's our song of the day. Yeah. So. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. As always, we you might hear this episode, you might not. We, I think that's it just needs to be said for <laughs> karma, good karma from the gods. So, yeah. Fuck, imagine dragons. <laughs> All right.